welcome to the Herbert Smith Freehills Construction Law Masters Asia podcast series. I'm Dan Waldeck, a counsel in our Singapore team specialising in construction and infrastructure disputes. I recently had the pleasure of speaking with Anselmo Reyes, a barrister, international arbitrator, former judge of the Court of First Instance in Hong Kong, now Professor of Legal Practice in the Faculty of Law at the University of Hong Kong and international judge with Singapore International Commercial Court. We had a fascinating and lively discussion on various aspects of construction law and arbitration throughout the Asia-Pacific region. The full podcast is available on our website and is available on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. The full interview is close to an hour long. As a result, we've broken down the key parts of the interview into a number of smaller soundbites. In this soundbite, Justice Reyes discusses the issue of due process paranoia in international arbitration. That, that, that's very interesting that we find ourselves sort of then moving into the realm of, of due process. Uh, I think it, it's fair to say that a, a hot topic that many are interested in is the concept of due process paranoia, though, which is how, how far then can a, an arbitral tribunal go uh, with controlling its own procedure um, in a way that is uh, ensuring the, the timely cost-effective resolution of a dispute without infringing upon the fundamental principles of, of due process, which, as you say, are uh, enshrined within the New, New York Convention. Um, what do you think parties could uh, expect from you if you were the arbitrator uh, for your approach to arbitration procedure and keeping in check due process paranoia? Well, I'm not sure that I'm, I've been very good at keeping in check due process paranoia. When I was a judge, uh, I had a reputation for being rather hard line. That is, uh, there were no adjournments, uh, full stop. Uh, as an arbitrator, I find myself giving uh, adjournments, uh, perhaps uh, some people might say too many adjournments. So I, I seem to be afflicted to some extent by due process uh, paranoia. Um, I think the approach that one might expect of me as an arbitrator is this. I've, I've written about due process paranoia in the context of Professor Gaillard's uh, three theories of arbitration. What gives an arbitral award its validity? Some might say, a typical common law point of view, is that uh, an award derives its uh, validity by the law of the seat of arbitration. So in that case, if you follow the procedure of the law of the seat, if you abide by, say, uh, the rules of court, or don't deviate too much from it, then you'll be safe as a matter of observing due process. Another theory that uh, Professor Gaillard mentions is um, the theory that an arbitral award derives its validity from the sum total of jurisdictions that are parties to the New York Convention. In other words, um, your award is valid to the extent that it is enforceable in as many New York con uh, Convention jurisdictions as possible. Now, there are problems with that because um, then you have uh, different jurisdictions have very different ideas about uh, due process. And you may have to go down to um, what might say the least common denominator in order to have an enforceable award, if that's the theory you subscribe to. 
theory that I subscribe to is the third one. That is that an arbitral award derives its validity from international commercial principles. It transcends the domestic law of any particular jurisdiction. So that the arbitrator trying to conform with due process must try to discern, and that's what I try to do, what are due process principles that are consistent with international commercial practice, international commercial best practice. Now, there's no list of this anywhere. And I, I've given speeches where I've suggested maybe now's the time, however difficult it may be, to try to list out principles of due process. But there's no list. And some might say, well, this is impossible. How are you going to do it? I suggest that um, this is very much like the common law. There is no list of common law principles of commercial, uh, of say, sale of goods. But that doesn't deter judges from determining what sale of goods principle applies in a particular case as a matter of common law. So the sum total of judicial pronouncements on what international commercial best practice is in relation to due process, I think, gives a clue as to what due process would be. Therefore, as an arbitrator, what I would welcome in difficult due process um, situations would be um, counsel or uh, uh, legal representatives appearing before me pointing to the practice in a range of legal in a range of jurisdictions as to what how a particular problem has been approached from the point of view of giving a reasonable or full opportunity. I believe, for instance, the Singapore Court of Appeal has recently ruled on what full opportunity to present a case means. Well, references to such cases, I think, will help guide an arbitral tribunal, would help guide me as to how to approach questions of due process in difficult situations. I'm not just talking about an adjournment here, an adjournment there, uh, six days extra here, give me another two weeks uh, for a witness statement there. No, I'm, I'm talking about much more uh, um, difficult, much more um, nuanced dilemmas for an arbitrator. How would one approach it? Guided, I think, by the jurisprudence of other jurisdictions, not just one, but as many as possible. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.